1: and grab him a Coke, we about to sit for an awful shit and tell jokes And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up Brennan T-Comedy on your social media feeds Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy is your like drinking buddy Brennan Tassif is your eggs drinking buddy
0: Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy What's up everybody, welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy Buddy, I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, and reminisce about getting in trouble and crazy stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with a friend and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception! <laughs> I almost fell back. All the way from New York City, SP riveter <sighs> <laughs> Making your second appearance on the show. Oh um, yes, yeah,
1: it's my second time.
0: We've got cameras now.
1: Now That's we're crazy. live. crazy. Yeah.
0: It's grown a lot since the first That's time. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> is it?
0: Is it no, it, it is. is. It's pretty it's awesome. It is good. Yeah. It's really cool because now I look back, everyone told me I need to be doing video from like when I first I know. started the podcast. And now I look back on these old clips where I would use like the cover art and like put the sound behind it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so horrible. Yeah. It's like when you look back on your old stand up and you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now everything's like so professional. Tell everybody, plug everything.
1: Um, My Instagram is SBRiverDenera, E-S-P-I-R-I-V-A-D-E-N-E-I-R-A. Same with Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. YouTube. SB Riveton Air.
0: Not a lot of SP Riveton Airs out there.
1: No. But I, so I kind of wanted just SB, but somebody, some company has that. Oh, really? Already on Instagram. Because okay. I'm like, that would be so much easier. And then I remember my mother like flipping out, because I used to put when I would go, when I started Open Mics, I would put SB Noel because it's my middle name. Mm hmm. And I told my mother that she was like, they can learn how to say your last name. Like, they'll be fine. And I was like, okay. So I just.
0: Good on them. mom, because that's absolutely right. I mean, I know Christina Pajitsky goes by Christina P now, yeah. because it was just, Pajitsky was just so hard. And I'm sure when you're, because, you know, everyone knows you in the city, but I'm sure when you go outside the city, it can be.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, uh. but no, everyone knows how to say it now. Yeah. It's not hard.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a little Spanish flavor. A little. <laughs> So I wanted to have you on You are a return guest like we said Um, If you didn't listen to Espy's first episode Go back and check that out We talk about you getting into comedy uh, Kind of uh, going to the Austin scene We talked about a trip to Puerto Rico Was it? Argentina Argentina.
1: Yeah, Peru too Peru, it was Peru where you were
0: jumping on the roofs of the buildings Yeah,
1: Dude, I could have died
0: Yeah, you could (laughs) have A few times
1: I could have died a lot
0: I wanted to have you on uh, today, one, because I wanted to talk to you about Edinburgh, because you went there yeah. for the festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a while ago, but I wanted to kind of catch up with you on that. And then also, you and I are both uh, sober. Mm-hmm. You don't drink, and not neither do I. Well, you don't do anything, correct?
1: No, sometimes I take mushrooms, but that's like once every six to eight months. Yeah, I really I, don't. I,
0: I, It's interesting. Let's just start there. So it's interesting you bring that up, because I... The thing, California sober, I really am not a huge fan of. Like, I don't just, like that either. Just say you don't drink. Like yeah. Don't say because what I'm doing and what you're doing are very not you, but you know what I mean. It's like those are two different. Like, if I'm stressed out or if I'm like can't sleep or if I, I can't just like go do like I have to I don't figure it out. I don't smoke
1: weed. I don't like weed. I don't do anything. Like I said, I'll just take a little bit of shrooms, maybe. But I try to figure out all of my stuff before. Yeah. And, anyways. Like- well, and that's
0: the thing too, where it's not like, a, it's not a, hey, I'm stressed out, I need an escape. Like the shrooms are almost like, because I've talked to a lot of people about this in sobriety and elsewhere, where it's like, oh, no, you should do that just for your own mental stability. Like, yeah. it's, good for you to like open up and like it's different experience it it makes
1: you think different and that would like because you had known the past couple of weeks i was like very stressed yes and it crossed my mind where i was like well i could take some mushrooms and they might chill me out and then i was like no because it's not gonna be good because i'm going through all this like turmoil right now so i'm just gonna wait and try and figure this out and they are more for like um just opening, like, seeing things in a new way or... I don't know. The first time I took them, I was, like, severely depressed. How did that go? It was amazing. Oh, and it was, was it? Was,
0: I always get so nervous because people are like, you have to be in the right mindset. And I'm like, oh, well, my brain's broken. Like, I'm never in the right mindset.
1: I was, like, very... Do- I, honestly, I was, like, suicidal. And everybody was like, well, do something. Yeah. Take a, Like, if you have to take pills. And I was like, I'm very anti-pills and, like, medicine... And then one of my friends <laughs> was take like, pills.
0: well, I don't think you realize how we take that pills. was what
1: I would be because I've never taken them because I'm like, I would be insane. Yeah. Like my drinking and the smoking and everything. So I'm like, no, I can't do that. And then everyone was like telling. Do you know Nick Tilleli? No. Oh, he's another comic. But we were talking about this after he was like, yeah, shrooms find you when they're like and he's like, not. He doesn't seem like he would say something like that. Yeah. But it was just so funny because I was like, that's what it felt like. Because a lot of my close friends were telling me about them. And I was always scared my whole life. I was like, I'm just never going to do them. And then my uncle like gave me a book about them. Oh, and was really? was like, read about it. Do your own research. Figure he he took them, though. And he was like, they helped me a ton.
0: Well, yeah, hallucinogens have done a ton for people in addiction and sobriety and all sorts of stuff between ayahuasca and then uh, mushrooms. I mm-hmm. know Burr was talking about it. He took mushrooms like six months ago and he was like, I figured out so much yeah. about my life, yeah. like where my anger comes from, why I'm so quick to jump on people. Like, And so I, I've been told about it.
1: Wait, have you not taken them? I've
0: never done any psychedelic. I've done all sorts of drugs
1: i think they would be very helpful that's for what you. everybody said. they because i'm you and i are very similar yeah but and now they, i'm on this
0: now i'm on this like completely sober train choo it is choo. but
1: i don't f- i still feel like i'm sober and the thing about the no I yeah is i like, agree with
0: you i'm not i'm not being like well, should fake sober over here no
1: because they also <laughs> are the first drug like i went to la however many months ago and I was smoking weed and it was like a problem. Yeah. And I started getting hot for like four days straight. And I was like, what the hell is going on? This was like, and I was like, I don't, cause I was like, oh, I'm sober. And I was like, oh, you still have a problem. And then I like stopped and I talked to my therapist about it. But th- that was so weird. Cause I was like, I don't like weed, but I like got back into it.
0: It's a weird, it's a weird thing. The, uh, the escapism of whatever it is. Cause like I, um, And I discovered this with my coming in and out of sobriety was there were like not sober bars. That's not what they were labeled, but they were like uh, Cava bars and stuff like that. I've been In Florida, there's a lot of them. And uh, shout out to Sienna. She owns one of the best ones in uh, Jacksonville. Well, now two. They have two locations now. But it was one of those things where she was super... Like friendly to the comedy scene, and uh, she was dating a comic. I think when this all this first happened, so they started having open mics there, and then she just kind of really liked hanging with the comics, and she right. was very cool about it. But we would always go there, and she's like, "Oh, try this like Kava or try this kratom," and I'm like, "You don't understand, like
1: you didn't try it?
0: No, absolutely, because I'm like, you don't get it, like everyone. If you tell me like, oh, take this, it'll chill you out, then I'm gonna Kava's take
1: Kava's the problem. All of it, I'm gonna take I all took of it them. I took it like a year and a half ago I guess I'm not really sober no I well no, no, I, I like tried it and then I hated it because I was like oh this is too it's it felt like alcohol but like slower or something it was very strange And then
0: then they have the Delta eight, too. And they're like, oh, it's not really weed, but it still gives you the same effect. And I'm like, then why am I like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to touch it.
1: And it made me so weird. And then I went back the next night and I don't like spending money like I'm the cheapest. My friends are like, you're like a squirrel. I spent over a hundred dollars on this stuff in two days. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) I was like, you didn't come here, and I'm just fucked up. And a couple of my friends were like, dude, what is going on?
0: Well, we I- had people in the halfway house, because you can get Kratom as a supplement, like yeah. GNC or whatever, and it has a similar opioid effect. But you have to take, everyone's like, oh, it relaxes you. Well, if you take a shit ton, you'll just like start nodding out, and it's very similar to like heroin or oxys and stuff like that. Not as intense, but you can still like almost yeah. scratch a little bit of that itch. So we had people who would get a 60-day supplement, so 60 pills, and they would take the whole oh bottle God. in a day. And, like, people started getting rushed to the hospital for, like, kidney failure and, like, their livers were shutting down because they're just taking all these, you know, capsules of, you know, it's probably 90% nothing – just like garbage powder and then 10% whatever's in it. And they were just like taking hundreds of them.
1: That was what they said, Kava can like mess up your kidneys and stuff too. Cause I felt weird. And then my pee was like a weird yelp. My buddy that took it with me was like, we were like, it was just so weird the next day too. And I yeah. felt bad and I'm like, I can't take anything, but the mushrooms are the only thing that I've taken. And it couldn't be like the first time I took it, it was amazing and everything, and it was so fun and i just didn't want to take it again yeah. i don't know why and i don't know why and it helps and that's what i was reading in the book too it was like oh it it um it's great for addicts like it helps people to stop smoking i just, i don't know why cuz i had like the most fun time but i think it kind of taught me like i'd been depressed for years and i'm not saying like Derek's always like, you're not giving yourself enough credit with your sobriety. Like you put all the work in and you say it's the mushrooms. And I'm like, yeah, I have put in all this work. But when I took the mushrooms, it like kind of like catapulted me further along. Where I was like, oh, I can be happy because for a while I was like, I just don't think I know how to be happy anymore.
0: Well, and you and I talked about that because that was something because you stopped drinking and got sober without a program of any kind. Yeah. And I think we might have touched on it the last time you were on the show, but it blew my mind because... We were talking about, you turn to me and you go, have you heard of this thing? It's like a big blue book. Like one of my sober friends <laughs> yeah, gave it yeah. to me. And I go, yeah, the big book of AA. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, you've heard of it? And I go, yes, my whole life is predicated on that book. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, I just opened it. And I'm like, don't you have like seven years sober? And you're like, well, yeah, I haven't had a drink in like a really long time. And I was like, how the fuck yeah. is that possible? But then you also, in the last couple of weeks, because we've been talking a little bit more with everything going on, You also had informed me, you were like, yeah, before the mushroom thing, you were like, yeah, it was just like, it was shit. Like I was depressed and like things were really shitty. And that's something that I was
1: depressed for years, even till I got here. Someone last night was telling me like a comic that I met. 2 years ago I don't see her that often she saw me and I and she knew I had stuff going on now cuz I was like talking about it on stage and she was like I know you're like not happy right now but she was like you're so much better than you were like 2 years ago. Really? And that was nice to hear cuz yeah. I felt shitty lately. And then but even like it's funny because I felt really depressed the past couple of weeks, but I have like no interest in like, normally I would feel like this and fall back into smoking cigarettes. And like, I was like, I just know it's not going to be good. Like it is, I feel like I have improved, but I do think from that mushroom trip onward, and then I've taken them probably like five or six times total in the past two years. I was going
0: to say, okay, so in the past two years, because when i first thought about getting sober at 22 mm-hmm. i remember i was done with football and i was just drinking way too much and a friend of mine that i worked with she was like hey i why don't you come to a meeting with me cuz she wasn't mm-hmm. she was still coming out with us after work and stuff but she wasn't drinking now given she was very young as well so it was very much one of those things that i see with a lot of much younger people who are, are like in and out of aa mm-hmm. like you know they get a dui or they text their ex girlfriend it doesn't matter what it is like they do something stupid and they go okay i drink too much i need to go to meetings and they we were kind of in that world of like we had no intention i don't think of getting sober for the rest of our mm-hmm. lives but we knew that something was getting a little out of control mm-hmm. And I remember at 22 going to that first meeting and just crying, being like, yeah. "You guys are right. Like I'm out of control." And I was super hungover, obviously, because mm-hmm. it was the next day. And then like a week later, I was I went to another meeting and I was like, "Oh, these never mind. Like I yeah. like these people are fucking psychos. Like talking about like killing people in car accidents and right. you know all this crazy stuff." And I was like, "Oh, I'm not. Like I still work a job and like I'm still like yeah. going to college. Like I'm I'm fine. I'm fine." Right. But then, fast forward, you know, eight years, and I was like, oh no, this is really bad. And so I, you know, I was in and out of AA that whole time, rehabs and stuff like that. But when I finally was like, I have to get sober, I immediately, my first reaction was I called my sponsor. Mm. And then I started going to meetings and I started working the steps. And that to me is really opened up, because I've had other comics that don't drink. And I'm not saying this to be like, you know, just to, to protect you, like literally, it's not you. It's other comics mm-hmm. that don't drink who are like, yeah, I, like, I have to quit drinking, but I'm so miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, have you tried A? And they're like, no, that's not for me. And I go, well, take it from me. Like, I can prove to you that I've been super mm-hmm. depressed. Like, I've got mm-hmm. scars all over my body to prove it. Like, this is the only thing that's ever helped me. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting when I meet people like you, because you haven't had a drink now in, what is it, almost Seven 10, years. Seven years, yeah. So it's it's bananas to me, because you're just like, yeah, I just – Stop drinking. Like, well, that I wasn't drink that anymore. I
1: did it by myself, though, because I was I don't know if I had mentioned this. It, I used like an online app, which was I similar to AA, but you would like write about how you were feeling. Okay. I think now it's called Daybreak. Now you have to pay for it, which is bullshit. But it was free and it used to be called Hello Sunday Morning. And they would like it was neat because but my dad has, like, beef with AA. My dad's been sober for, like, 20-something years. I don't think he liked... I mean, there's so many AA meetings now. He didn't like how religious it was. And well, and there's so many like, different kinds that, of it now, yeah. too. And I think, I've too, I've been to a couple where
0: I'm like, if this was my first meeting, I would never come back That's to what a. I a. mean. Yeah. So
1: I'm like... So even... Like, people I know that are getting sober that are like, oh, I'm not like that, where it's Mm -hmm. like that level. And it's like, no, but you can still have a problem. I'm like, you're an alcoholic if you think you have a problem with it or things are getting out of control. But I was doing...
0: The only requirement for membership is the desire to stop drinking.
1: Yeah. I did Hello Sunday morning. And so I would write every day how I was feeling. And it was kind of cool because you could see other users, like, their... All of their blogs. And so I started comparing... And I was like learning about the brain. I was like, what are the effects of alcohol on the brain? Cause I was like, why do I, so I was trying to figure out like, why did I feel so bad? And then I was in therapy for a while in college, but I, I, my therapist was free in college. So I only had therapy for like two years. And then I was like, all right, I was just kind of on my own. And then I would try to like, I mentioned to you before I'd meditate like 40 minutes a day because I was like, this just isn't an option for me anymore. Because I would do crazy stuff yeah. when I was drinking.
0: Go back and listen to that first episode.
1: That's what I was like. I would be dead if I had kept drinking. Like, there was no way. Well, and that's
0: the clip, too. Because I think it was probably one of the funniest moments. But there's so much truth in it where you talk about, you know, friends are your friends are getting married and having these weddings and having kids. And mm-hmm. you're like, I'm fucked up, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, you're out of your mind if you think I'm going to do yeah. something like that. And then for you to come to the realization, because it's interesting what you're saying about the app is it's very much. The whole point of AA is to have a fellowship, to have a collection of people to hold you accountable. And also to like, you know, like if I'm helping someone else get sober or stay sober, Mm -hmm. then I in turn am staying sober. It's all service, unity service. Um, So it's interesting because through the app, it it seems very similar. Instead of going to a meeting hall where you're like, you know, Brennan, alcoholic, alcoholic, you know, th- th- things have been rough today. You're just on your phone, and you're like, "Oh, this person's having a shitty day. This person's having a great day. I wonder what they did instead." That was and
1: what I w- I kept comparing, because it felt like the first couple of months were shit, and then you would see like similar things where it was starting to get better, then it would dip again, like mm-hmm. their mood, and I was like, "Okay, so this is." So like you were actually long-term. following like specific people. I was people following because yeah. I was like desperate to get sober, because I had tried before. But I kept messing up. And I was like, I need to get better. So I was doing whatever I could, like just reading on the brain. And then I just kept like a tight schedule. Yeah. Like my parents were always like, if you don't have enough stuff to do, like that's... Oh, I don't know what the saying is. It's like idle hands do Me. the devil's work or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I was That's just the saying, it's you knew busy. it.
0: You knew it right My off mom
1: flip. would say it, she still says it all the time. And then even my rabbit, Gia Gia's like working all day on stuff. My mom was like, Oh, she knows to stay busy. I'm like she's <laughs> a rabbit. I, I think uh,
0: technical I think technically it's idle hands are the devil's playground, but
1: Yeah. Something like that. I just I know people
0: are listening and they're gonna be like, That's actually not what the saying Yeah, I know. Is. <laughs> It's actually playground. And uh, you're like, all right. All right.
1: Take it easy. Relax, just,
0: guys. Relax. Chill.
1: But I w- so I just kind of was like, okay. And I, my dad, I'm very lucky I saw him because he was like two different people. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I guess my dad just really angry and aggressive. And then <laughs> I until I was like just... seven, all right, I was like, I didn't know.
0: <laughs> I so want to use that for the clip, but I don't want to put your dad on blast like that.
1: My dad's such a good guy.
0: (laughs) I guess my dad's just really angry and aggressive. But
1: then he was, like, totally different. He's, like, the most stable person. And it was crazy. Like, everything got better. Like, when I was a kid, he was just fat. Now he's, like, ripped. He's in his 60s, and he's, like, ripped. My friends were like, how the hell is he, like, in such good shape? I'm like...
0: Because he's an addict, baby. Yeah, so he...
1: He got sober and then like he kept getting the job promotions after. And it, it was over years, of course, but I was just like, oh, this is crazy. So I think seeing it's that insane. helped me.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's actually a really good point because I had never seen it firsthand anyway. Right, right. So that's actually, I want to, yeah, let's, let's unpack this a little because this is super interesting to me because you saw it from the age, you know, until you were seven, you were like, oh, I guess he's just mad a lot. Yeah, and I I saw the same thing with my um, ex stepdad when him and my mom got together. I was like twelve or thirteen, and he was this two different people thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's banana because as an alcoholic, I never see myself like that. I'm always like, oh, you I'm don't always know. just Brennan because yeah. I don't see it. Yeah but literally you after one sip of beer you change he be like he, he would be like hey guys let's let's hang out yeah. like let's yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go do something and then after like a bunch of beer or a bunch of shots then he'd get like super aggressive and like scream at us and like throw shit mm-hmm. and hit us and stuff but it was weird because it was one of those things where it was just like even if he was drinking non-alcoholic beer it was like that i like the mindset of like okay we're partying now yeah And then, like, I'd see him, like, on a day where he just didn't really drink that much the night before, and then he had to get up at 6 a.m. to go to work, and he, like, he'd walk out of the bedroom, get his coffee, like, we wouldn't say two words to each other. And then he'd come home, still wouldn't say anything, shower, and as soon as he got out of the shower and had that first sip of beer, he's like, bro, what's going on, man? And I'm like, oh, you're completely different people. Yeah. Like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. But as an alcoholic, I never saw myself like well, that.
1: Well, you don't know. Because that's he, what I yeah. would tell my friends. I'm like, I'm basically the same. And they're like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Not. And I always thought it was like the same thing. And I, I was always like, I was so shy for most of my life. And I wanted to be confident and now I feel like I am very confident Mm -hmm. and like I can talk to people but I'm like that's after years of well
0: and it's working on it too because there are times on stage especially at shows like if there's a a crowd and stuff where I portray this like hey hey, hey, now like now we're going like let's Mm -hmm. fucking go but if you see me and you I'm I know you know this firsthand and I know it about you as well like if you see me just out and about Mm. like I'm not unless I know you, like you've been on the show or we've talked mm-hmm. or something, or if I feel like you're taking comedy as seriously as I am, that's like another big thing. <laughs> or if you're sober, like I just won't talk to you.
1: Oh, I don't, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I go it's off like, on people because yeah. I'm very, gar- I mean, I think because of my drinking and stuff and who I used to hang out with, I hung out with trash.
0: Yeah, and horrible people. And I dated people.
1: scumbags. And so I've been and through a lot. And I used to lot. be one of that's those That's what people. I mean. Yeah. So I've like, didn't I have like deep trust issues still? And I, my friends, I love.
0: Uh, trust my, issues, my baby. People, like,
1: yeah, that's the thing. I have to know someone for a while. I think because you and I, we talked about the sobriety thing. If I see someone at a show and I'm like, okay, they're working, mm-hmm. that's different. But that for the long, like, if I don't know someone, I'm like, you can get the fuck out of my face. I'm not nice. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm scared. Honestly, yeah. I don't know.
0: It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And I'm the same way where it's like, like I try to be obviously. I'm a little different, you know, being you know almost a foot taller and 110 pounds bigger than you. But so it's not you have to be a little aggressive, not even a little. Sometimes you I have to be to. overtly well, also, aggressive. Also, there's
1: a lot of weird dudes. In That's comedy. what I'm saying
0: because you got to be like, I'm fucking putting the line in the sand yeah. right now. Yeah. For me, I can be a little because I'm obviously not worried about someone like following me after a mic. Right. So for me, I can be like a little more jovial, where it's like, yeah, all right, man, and then like kind of walk away. But there are certain times where. A lot of times where I show up to a mic, like we showed up to that mic a couple of days ago, and we were all sitting in the back and you're like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Because it's just random people. And it's so weird because it's like, we're out here. I know you're out there almost every day. Yeah. I'm out there like four or five days a week. Like, it's like, how have I never seen any of you? Yeah, And so it's interesting because you're very much like, no, you guys can all well and fuck off. Like, yeah. don't don't you like you were like people were on stage and you're like this is trash like what are we doing and i was like oh my god it has to be relaxed.
1: well because it makes me i'm like angry <laughs> i'm like so what bad. are you saying well i get pissed too when people are like because i love comedy yeah so i love even like open mics when i see my friends go up, i'm excited because all my friends work hard so i'm like oh what are they gonna say i like yeah. seeing the growth i hate when people go up and they're just creepy or they're like Clearly, need attention. I'm like, this is not what this is for. Like, we're trying to like make a name for ourselves yeah, out here, and you're being something. weird, or like, or they're shitting on other comics and they're not even funny. I'm like, then don't do that. I get, it. I'm like, I've told people to leave my mic if they do something like that. I get even so if you pissed. are funny,
0: it's like, that's not what we're, we're all comics in this room. Like, there's, that's what I mean. We're I'm not like, doing have crowd some crowd respect, yeah.
1: Or like, when new guy, it's always new guys, they'll come in and they'll be like, why aren't I going up yet? I'm like, you signed up last, jackass. Like, go sit down. Like, I get so pissed, yeah, because I'm like, there's a hierarchy to this a bit. If well, I see someone working or if I know someone has a show or something, they're like, oh, he bumped me. I'm like, yeah, he's been doing comedy for like six years.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I was going to bring up too. It's very interesting because very much like our circle of like sober people and sober comics, comedy itself is very, it can be like, if you're here and you're doing the work, very similarly to like, if I know, like if someone reaches out to me and says, <laughs> hey, because I talk about sobriety a lot, whether it's mm-hmm. on—I mean, the fucking podcast is called Ex Drinking Buddy. So, if people reach out to me and they're like, "Hey, man," like I'm really thinking about getting sober, and then they like actually like go for it, and then if they slip up, I'm like, you know what, man, no problem. Like let's let's get back on it. Let's like yeah. let's keep working. It's the same thing in comedy I've noticed, where it's like if people come in and they're like, "Hey, I, I'm a comic." And you're like, okay, well, let's see. And then you see them at mics all the time and they're constantly writing new stuff. Then they can ingratiate themselves very quickly into the environment. I
1: respect people that are, I'll put up like, and then on my show, I would always put up like a newer person that I saw like, oh, this guy's really, he's out every day. Or this girl's out every day, like writing. I'm like, okay, even if they're not that funny, I'm like, I can squeeze you in for six minutes because yeah. I know you're trying and you're going to get it eventually.
0: Well, that's because that, that's what happened to me is I started comedy in 09 and then I moved to New York and I'm like, all right, I've got my hour mm. like roughly worked out. I've, you know, I've got the podcast and everyone's like, no, it's open mics. To, how many followers do you have? No, you're going to open yeah. mics. And I was like, no 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 like I just don't I'm bad at like I don't like social media but I'm I'm good at, like I'm okay like I'm pretty right. good at comedy like you guys. Well,
1: that like, was fuck off. I just realized recently too. I was like, that's why I've been doing all the, the sketches, sketches, and, stuff, yeah. and then me and Jay have our podcast, which is we don't know what we're doing at all. But I, now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to film us saying like doing it. Plug it. it. Too. I have to play Oh, the podcast. It's you called hashtag us it. too. Yeah. You never even brought. It I up. know because I, didn't know I you did. started a podcast. Well, we didn't get it out yet because we're dumb. That's an- another conversation for later. But yeah, so we have a podcast. But I'm like realizing Hashtag how important too. that is what's it about we talk about because she's trans and i'm a lady Lady, and we're both i mean she's a lady too yeah. i don't that sounded horrible i it's, um whatever
0: that's at S-B <laughs> on all I'm social not, media
1: she's a lady too oh my god i'm gonna get canceled um don't,
0: but we talk we about like stuff 6, like
1: listeners. that too like we just talk about being trans being a girl like in comedy. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Just
0: I don't mean to interject and the listeners are like, yeah, you do. You always do. Um, but if I can be completely honest with yeah. you, those kind of conversations, I thoroughly enjoy. There's something I cannot stand about. Like if I have a comic on who's different than me and then we talk about specific things when people are like, you shouldn't talk about it. It's like if I well, can't that was
1: the thing talk too-
0: about these things with this person, then what, the f- what in the fuck are we doing?
1: We're being so honest on it. That's what is cool about it. Yeah. Because I'll talk about... Because, like, I don't know everything about trans people. And she doesn't know, like... And it's cool because she is, like, going through the hormonal process. And she... It's n- really cool. She can see from, like, uh, the guy's perse- perspective before and then the woman's perspective. So, it it's, like, it's just a very neat podcast. Well, and yeah. Where, and I, where, I know like,
0: when I've hung out with Jade, she's super, like... Like cool. Like she will not make you feel uncomfortable at all. That's Even if what you I say love something about that's her. wildly inappropriate. Yeah. She kind of like laughs it off and she's like, well, maybe, maybe not that. But, but it, she doesn't
1: make you feel bad. Exactly, and I feel like she's going to like try to teach you about like sometimes guys do dumb shit to me. And I always remember like I remember when I was a kid. I saw some guy like cat calling a girl. I'm like, why would he do that? And my dad was like, some guys just don't know. They're not raised right. He's like, not making an excuse for them. But I like grew up thinking about that where like, cause sometimes guys have been creepy to me at mics and I don't blow up. I'll try to be like, sometimes if it's like on stage or something, I'll blow up. But then after, I'll be like, hey, man. I don't want you to feel like you can't come back. I'm like you just can't talk to me like that. Yeah. Like I try to be like that's not okay. It's I'm always my favorite when
0: cow- when you get off stage and then like a newer person goes up after you and they're all like and it's some like broy dude and I'm like oh they're gonna say something about SP and that's not going to and it's not go gonna fly. Well. But I feel
1: like I'm respected a lot because yeah. there've been times well, where we all have your back. We're like. <laughs> You yep. guys have my back, and then I try to like talk to them like people. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm a comic for, I'm not just some chick at a mic or whatever. Like I take this very seriously. I'm not here to like, I'm not flirty at all. At I'm not. All. I'm not like, I don't know how to be a girl. But yeah.
0: Well, and it's, I mean, Tom Segura has that bit about it in one of his specials. But it's like, like your dad saying, some people just aren't. Ra- some people suck. Some people suck, and it's, it's interesting because. <clears throat> Like when I had, we had Ryan Thomas on the show a yeah. couple, a couple of weeks ago now, and I remember we were talking about him doing track at USC and we, and because I played sports my whole life, like a lot of times, especially if I have black comics on, I, I get into this discussion because I was raised in a, in an environment around the majority of black men yeah, because I played sports and I played football in the South. And so we always get into these conversations, and there's a part of me when I when I bring up the fact where I'm like, yeah, it's weird. Like we'll all be at the stand, but it's it's weird because you'll like talking to Ryan. I'm like, you'll go hang out at the table with all the black comics, and then all the white like dude comics hang out over here, and then a lot of the women hang out over here. And it's like it's still segregated, even Mm -hmm. though we don't think of it like that. But like I see things like that. Yeah. I'm like, why are we not all sitting together? Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, you probably shouldn't say this. And I'm like, well, if I can't say this to Ryan, who's another, you should be able to,
1: and Ryan's your friend. Yeah. it's,
0: Ryan laughs and he's like, "Yeah, I, I, of course I notice it. Like we all notice. Like, but that's just who we end up." That's hanging why out I with. like
1: having friend comics. Yeah, because I feel like, especially like Jay, Ryan, you, I can say whatever. I mean, I only hang out with people where I can say whatever I want, and I think that's why I love stand-up comedy so much because I really push what I can say on stage. Yeah. and I go. Well, and real it's not dark. even like we.
0: And I tell people this all the time. When I get on stage, and I'm sure you're the same way because we are similar, but. When I get on stage, it's never my intention. I never get on stage thinking, let me make all these people feel like shit. No,
1: I'm not trying to do that exactly. at all.
0: But it's 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 almost like we would never think to say that because mm-hmm. we know we're not doing that. But it's almost like we have to say that because it's like, like I've gotten on stage and like done bits before where people are like, whoa. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, different life experiences. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't get it, how it's funny, like how I think it's funny, we'll move on. But, like, it's one of those weird things where you have to push it.
1: You have to. Well, that's also your life. Like That's what me and Jay have such a dark past. And we've been through a lot of different stuff where that's kind of our podcast. The first episode, I think people are going to think is, like, super dark. How many have you recorded? We've recorded, like, six. Okay. And All, a lot of times we're him, talking right? about no, we don't. We'll put the cover on, but we we like talk about rape and stuff, and yeah. then we'll just be like laughing. And it's not because we think rape is funny, but we're just like talking about it's just like our experiences, and it's we. Well, that is funny. if so anyone's in
0: like, your set, that is your experience. <laughs> oh. hey.
1: So I'm like. But it's cool to talk about so honestly with someone else. Because a lot thing. of people don't even want to like talk about it. And that's the That's problem. what I was
0: going to bring up is there's so many people like in the real world where I will, and I've got family members like this, friends like this, family friends like this where we'll like, I'll go home for something and we'll all be sitting around and someone will be like, oh, Brendan, you know, what's going on with comedy? And I'm like, you yeah, know, it's kind of tough because... I talk a lot about like addiction and, you know, suicide Mm -hmm. and depression. So, like, if the audience and then like someone will be like, all right, like, we don't need to talk about that stuff. And I'm like, oh, so you guys, you just don't, you think the world's all like rainbows and gum? Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't talk about it. You just don't talk about anything negative or Mm -hmm. deep or heavy. I'm like, then what the fuck do you talk about? But how
1: could you even make that stuff better? Like, I think a lot of the problems with like, suicide or rape is like no one wants to talk about it or like even there's like showing signs of something like that having happened or is like going on and people just avoid it. That's, yeah, and that's so what I'm saying. so like, it's like, like you it, should be talking about it and you shouldn't be scared to like, people get so weird about the word. Cause in my set for a while I was like, maybe I shouldn't say the word. I wrote another joke about how dumb that is. Like yeah. that's so stupid that you are like so scared of that word. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I I find it so fat because those same people that'll be like, all right, let's let's talk about something else. Or like, that's enough. They'll be like, Oh, did you, you know, catch this on some like morning talk show? Did you see that skit? It was pretty funny. And I'm like, What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like if we're not gonna talk about things that matter, things that are important, then what are we even doing mm-hmm. here? Like, what the fuck's the point? Because it blows my mind when people Like you said, with the rape thing and then obviously with, you know, my suicide attempt when I was younger and then like my depression and my Mm -hmm. self-harm and like I think it's important to talk about those things. And uh, the way we do comedy is it's important to talk about that stuff on stage if we because we try to make it funny Mm -hmm. and it's very much like, hey, you guys, like even though this stuff is terrible, we can still laugh about it because we have to.
1: Well, that's the thing is I'm like, if I wasn't funny, I don't think I would have gone through all that stuff. Yeah, that's, ex- yeah, yeah, that's exactly, like, that's why
0: I'm saying we have to, like, if I didn't have a sense of humor about all this stuff, I would have, I would have been gone a long time ago.
1: That's, I'm like, I would have been dead by now because yeah. there's so much terrible, life is just hard. I feel like you're only guaranteed bad things happening, to be totally honest. Yeah. Like that's, cause it's gonna, there's ends to everything. And so it's like, you have to have a sense of humor, even if you're not a comic. You just have to have a sense of humor. Like my family cracks me up all the time. Mine too, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you have to be able to joke about because well, because life is the, terrible.
0: I talked about this with Mike Roland because we were talking about like our family sense of humor. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, my family's... I was like, oh yeah, my family cracks me up. And he's like, yeah, mine too. And then he started talking about because like his family's real silly and like goofy. And I was like, oh, my, like a media family, like my siblings and stuff. I was like, oh, we're very, very dark. We go the other way yeah. with it. But... It's all, you know, a matter of perspective. Right. But I also think it's interesting because...
1: It's funny because I don't think you're dark. And I know people are like, Brennan and Espy are dark, but I'm like, I just don't, because these are just my Well, that's the same thing. It's
0: like when you talk about the rape on stage, I'm never like, oh, this is taboo. Yeah. Or this is like some... I'm like, oh, she's pushing boundaries. I'm like, no, we're storytelling comedy. Like this is something that happened to her. Yeah. And now she's talking about it and making it funny. Yeah. Like that's... Like, in my head, it's not dark. It's what we do. Like, the like the, the whole bit I have about trying to stab myself in the stomach, I tried to work that out forever. And then I was talking to another comic the other day, and they're just like, you can't... They're like, you can do the faking paralyzed thing, because the way that ends, and it's funny. They're like, the stabbing the self thing, though, that, that's just so far. But it's true. But I'm like, but it happened. Yeah. And I think... There's something in my brain, and I'm not unique. If AA has taught me anything, it's that I'm not unique. Yeah. And there's something in my brain that thinks, instead of just calling up my ex and being like, hey, can you drive up to Daytona because I miss you? I thought to myself, I need to liar, liar, the shit out of myself in this bathroom. Like that scene when Jim Carrey's like banging his head against the wall. And then I have to try and stab myself in the stomach to say I got jumped. Like, to me, that's hilarious. Like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. But then, like- And, again, it's subjective. So if you get in front of sheltered audiences, then it's very – I'm sure – because I've told this story before, but I did a bit one time. I did a show one time at a cigar bar in Jacksonville, and it was kind of, like, dark and dirty and grungy, and, like, everything worked. In fact, one of the bits worked so well. The guy up front was like, you're brilliant. That's genius. The very next day, I went to UCF. A very white, very suburban college. If you go to the white, rich people shows,
1: they do not. They look very uncomfortable. Super sheltered. I did the same
0: exact bit. And a girl up front goes, well, it makes you think, but it's not really that funny. And I was like, oh, you guys have never experienced a hardship in your lives.
1: They don't get it. And I try not to get angry because I did a show. It was in, it was like this guy's show. It was in this... In Queens, this like super rich apartment. They had like a huge game room. And I was like, what is this place? And all of the people, like I was up there and they were just like looking at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And well, I'm like.
0: I told you that happened to me in Brooklyn. I went to do a uh, friend of the show, Max Fine. I went to do his Goon to a goblin show. And I was like fucking stage time. My stage time. I got asked to be on this show. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And then I got up and I looked out in the audience and all these hot young people from Brooklyn and I go, looks like we're doing the silly shit. Because, you know, like you read the room but and I'm I, like, well, I don't want to torpedo be able the show. I
1: to do my stuff. Yeah. And I do avoid doing the rape stuff a lot. That's the stuff I want to talk about the most. But sometimes I just I tried it like a week and a half ago
0: at like a show show at a
1: show and they were like nope mm. and I was like okay and it's annoying because like some of my friends you gotta tell me when you're
0: gonna do stuff like that because you know I'll come and sit in the back and be like ah like ah.
1: But they, my, some of my friends are like, oh, you're so likable so they don't want to hear about that. But I'm like, but it's true and I am like over it or else I wouldn't be able to talk about yeah. it.
0: Well, then you also have the stuff you've been working on now where it's talking about, I, I don't want to burn it, but the whole like having the rabbit now and being right. in a relationship and how you're like, who the fuck is this person?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love, I have a, uh, I have one bit where I'm I like, oh, shower, now I have right? to shower that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I ha- used to have to shower the rape off me, you know, not to shower the gay off or whatever. And I'm like, but I'm like, that's not, I don't know if that's going to work at a show, dude, because it's so dark.
0: Yeah, people are
1: like so weird about it.
0: That's the funny thing, too, is, and I say it, m- I've said it a million times, but you don't need everybody. You know, you just need enough you to need fill people, a room. Yeah, As Kinane once said, and I you know, echo it all the time because if I had a nickel for every time a comic, like someone who's just a full-time comic, that is their gig. They are a traveling, touring, mm-hmm. headlining comic has told me, hey man, you should try being a little sillier. If if anything, just be a little sillier up front to win the crowd because I already have, you know, I get on stage looking the way i look and there's already so many preconceived notions that people jump to yeah in of their course heads. yeah 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 you know he's misogynistic he's homophobic he's transphobic he's this he's that and so you know i address it i always address it like off rip with a bit that i have and i open with a bit and i think it kind of breaks the tension it's like oh mm-hmm. i'm in on the joke as well i'm very aware of what i look like mm-hmm. but then I, I try to go right into like jail and addiction and to it and like people are like nope Mm -hmm. and I remember you have
1: to ease them. I gotta be and I think we're both good at being like goofy people like when I'm just with my friends I'm like an idiot so I try to bring that into my set I've done that a lot
0: more now yeah Yeah, in the last like six months to a year I was like fine that's where I came up with that movie line bit because I do that all the time in my life yeah and then when someone was like try being silly so I try to write stuff about the gym and I'm like this just doesn't because I go to the gym so much but I'm like None of this is funny to me. Yeah. Because the way I go to the gym is the same way I drink is the same way I do comedy. It's so well, much don't, on a different level than what normal people yeah. do.
1: I don't think you have to do stuff like that. I'm just trying to be like more goofy, yeah. I think. In oh, my, just People like have noticed. With your. Ah! Yeah. My like my scream because I'm kind of weird. Yeah. And I try to go up and like I am. I think I'm sort of naturally awkward at times. And. Yeah, me too. So I'm like, I try to play into that a bit. I go up and I'm a little weird because I think people see me and they think like, oh, a cute Hispanic girl. And then I start acting a little strange, and they're like, wait, this isn't what we thought. And then <laughs> my voice, yeah. too, is like everyone's Your voice
0: like, is a big thing.
1: Because they're like a, a small person. My whole life, I thought my voice was just normal, and it was funny because other girls would talk, and I'm like, their voice is so high. Because my mom and my sister sound like me. Oh, really? And they're tiny. They're like little women. And so I'm like, oh, I the- didn't know. Like I remember an ex-boyfriend was like, you're voice is like should belong to a much bigger woman <laughs> Like he was like it's so sh-. and a lot of zoom shows I did I would meet the people in real life they're like we thought you were like bigger
0: a big yeah I, I it's funny you say that because I saw your doppelganger the other day but it was a goth version of you <laughs> but it was this very petite younger um, Hispanic girl yeah but she had like piercings here and here and like yeah. the dermals and the whole thing I go, wow, that she looks a lot like Esme, And then she started talking. I go, oh, my gosh, she sounds just like Esme. Did she sound like me? I've never seen her before in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, she was talking to her friend as they were walking by. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. For real? Oh, dude. Yeah. I almost pulled my phone out and took a picture and sent it oh to you. But I was God. like, yeah, would be weird.
1: But, I wish I could meet that girl. That's crazy. But it's like I you always- said, because
0: that's never, it's normally like a much higher, um,
1: Well I did an audition one time and I didn't know how auditions worked at all and I show up and it's all these girls that look like me and I'm like trying to talk to them because I didn't know actors very competitive and their voices were so high and they were cunts they didn't want to talk to me at all but I was like oh that's weird like I was like their voices are so high,
0: yeah. It's all it's so it's always interesting when you get on stage because, yeah, that's got to be a jolt for the audience. When you pick up the mic and you're like, Hey, well, like, I
1: played into my voice, just sounds funny, so yeah. I try to say things like I talk kind of slower and I sound I don't know. I'm trying to like play around with my voice, no, and I like doing voices and stuff, so I'm yeah. trying to just be like more goofy, and then if I'm with like Jake and Eli and TJ, I'm just saying dumb stuff and being like retarded. So I'm just trying to do more of that on stage well, and then do my say, heavy yeah. stuff too.
0: Because that was the thing was, and that's it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. But so many people were like, off stage, you're like this big goofball, but then you right. get on stage and it's like dark, 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 dark.
1: So I'm trying to incorporate I'm, both. So
0: yeah, yeah. So now I'm doing both. And it's, it's hard though, because in New York, it's a lot of, you know, five to seven minute sets. So it's hard yeah. because it's like, okay, so what, I'm going to open. On like something light and goofy, and then like to try to do four minutes of hard stuff, or am I gonna do four minutes of light and goofy, and then only like two minutes of like stuff I want to do? That's what so I it, mean is, it's it like turns our into stuff this whole thing.
1: Would do better with like twenty to thirty minutes, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's why it's I'm hard. doing the
0: one man show. Yeah. Well, and because another big thing too was with because I heard it so many times from so many different kind con- because I did a show once. and I think I talked about this before, so I, forgive me, listeners. But I did a show one time where. I opened the way I always open and it was okay. Mm. And then I went right into dark and then that wasn't working. So I like switched up and like did, I do have some bits that are worked on that are good about the gym and stuff. So then I switched into that and then I ended the same way I always do with that scar story. And then when I got off stage, the host was like, hey man, you should do a lot more of that sillier stuff. Like you saw how you got him back at the Mm. end, like in the middle with that silly stuff. And I was like, yeah, he goes, why didn't you open with that? Like they could have been on your side the whole time. And that's when it kind of hit me where I was like, oh, this is actually, cause I've heard it before, but I'm like, fuck off. Like I did well. Well,
1: I wonder if there's a way to make your dark bits more silly. Cause some of the rape jokes I have are so like stupid. Yeah. Or the one I'm talking about the kid at school being like, well, somebody's not handling their rape well. Like people think that's very funny.
0: Yeah. I think <clears throat> if I, if I found a softer way to approach certain subject, I'm sure it would work, but you know.
1: It's, it's that's what makes stand-up so cool though it's yeah. like a puzzle you're always like How well there's also people this? where
0: because I for the longest time I thought okay maybe some of this stuff just is maybe I'm just not funny because you know when you hang out with a lot of comics one thing we don't do enough of like we'll always do like the dab like hey good set but I don't a lot of times we, we're not genuine about it and that's on all of us mm-hmm. but I, I think it's important to be like because especially at our level in New York it's very easy for people i mean to have doubts constantly of course yeah to be like what did i make a mistake so i know i need to get better at when people have like and i've been trying to do that in the last 6 months if people have a funny set i be will genuine. go up to them after them and be yeah. like hey that bit about x y and z dude That's that really killed funny. me that was yeah. great to like that like,
1: makes a big difference cuz when people have came up to me and told me a specific bit I'm like oh okay because we all have it doesn't matter how good you are everybody gets self conscious about that and then it's hard as like the months and the years go by you're like what am I doing
0: yeah I mean I had that a couple months ago where I like I was in my house and I was like this is like things are going, like, this isn't, I, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wandered around, <clears throat> I wandered around Manhattan. Like, I took the train down to the cellar. I didn't run into anybody I knew. Right. And I passed by TJ at the Grizzly Parent, talked to him for a minute. And then I saw Julia Kastner mm-hmm. for a second. And then I just started walking. I ended up, like, down by the World Trade Center, like, from the, yeah. the McDougal Street. Because yeah. I was just like, I've made a horrible mistake. Like, this is no terrible. But... <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. But I also think it's interesting because, like, I started doing stuff with burner on social media mm-hmm. on TikTok, and some of the stuff that she asks, I've because I was raised around women, so I actually had bits lined up for some of the questions she asked, mm-hmm. and it was totally happenstance. She just asked something, and I had a bit for it. And then when she put those up online.
1: And people think, oh, that's so funny. People yeah. were
0: like, oh, that's hilarious. Like the, I, you know, my whole life I thought I was a quirky Gemini, but turns out science calls it bipolar too. That's a bit that I've had.
1: That's kind of like what you just said before though, about finding your like crowd, Yeah, you know, and we yeah. our social media. We're not doing well. No. On. I mean, yours is probably getting better because the pod and everything, but that's why I kind of changed my focus where I still hang out. Cause for a while was like, I'm just going to hang out and I hate jealousy I hate getting like I'm like how is this person I'm like they have way more followers than USB and I was like I gotta shift my focus now and I was like and I can make it fun I love making sketches yeah
0: you're very I love
1: that and I love I gotta get me and Jay's pot out when I get I'm going home today I'm just gonna just bust it out out there because I'm like fuck it
0: yeah I mean I've got three podcasts now yeah. Um, so I've got this one, which is like my po- this is my I baby. love this podcast. Yeah this, is, yeah. this is my this is my precious little baby. But then I also do a sports podcast, which I don't talk about a lot on this one because it's it's me and my buddy Joe Dorville, who's a friend of the show, been on here a couple times. But we do a sports podcast through the a new low network called Cheers from the Press Box. And then I'm starting a podcast with two other comics in New York. Uh, we're gonna start recording next week and then we're gonna mm-hmm. start dropping those in January. But it's so it's interesting to me because I'm just like like between all the podcasting and then all we have so much tape it's like game tape like we have so many sets that mm. we filmed for no reason other than to just watch it i've got hours of material yeah. no, maybe an hour of material right, right. on my laptop and i'm just like i just need to go through because i was talking to a couple other comics. like dan Lamore's, like doubled his following Because he started really committing to putting up clips and stuff. That's
1: everybody that's gotten their following up. We were just talking about Ella Orlando. When I
0: moved here, she had like, you know, she had a few thousand followers. And I was like, damn, you know, she's obviously doing her thing. And now she's up to like 100,000. That's what I noticed. Troy Bond. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. So we see all these people like hitting Jamie Wolf, same thing. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like. We have the raw materials. We just need to shift our focus and actually. That was because
1: I was like, I just want to write every day that's how for I was. hours, and then I was just like, go hang,
0: like fuck social media. I was like,
1: maybe I have to get up an hour earlier and then work on this stuff and learn the editing, because I was so resistant for so long. Because I was like, so no, I'm wrong. a good comic. I'm gonna make it off comedy, and then I was like. And I saw one interview with Ali Sadiq where he's like, you want to get good at comedy? Just do comedy. And then I was like, I think he might be wrong where yeah. he was like, because I'm like, I feel like I have to do other stuff. Well, and it's easy too
0: now for some of these older comics, not that Ali Sadiq is old, but you know what I mean? Like older, right. like more old established guard. comics to be like, yeah, just be fucking great at comedy. It's like, okay, I I hear you say that. But the, it's different now.
1: It is very different.
0: Everyone has social media, and like Rogan talks about it because I I listen to Rogan when he has other comics on because I love the hang, and he'll have other comics on, and he's like, yeah, I mean, some people post clips. He's like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't see what the benefit is. And I go, you have sixteen million podcast listeners, man. Like you, you don't, don't
1: need to. That's your you, thing. That you was you could go
0: dark for a month, and then literally you could put throw up one post about a show and it'd sell out in seconds. Right. You don't have to do that. You know who I just um, heard on on, uh, Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura and Burke Kreischer? Who? Ariel. The New York comic that we've seen at open mics that did the show at Uncle Vinny's and got the beer thrown at her. Like, we know her. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, not, I don't know her personally, but I've seen her at mics before because I remember when I was watching the the clip, I was like, I
1: know that bit. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And now all of a sudden, like because she posted that, on, and it was horrific what happened. Yeah, b- because like they could have hit her in the fit, and a full beer is not light I know. like that. Uh-huh. But the way she handled it, at, like such a pro, and then boom, and all of a sudden it's like now like these comics that, and it's insane to me. So it's like we have to be better at. We doing have to that. be
1: doing that. And I think it's also good, too. Like, I get discouraged sometimes, but I'm like, okay, you know you're a good comic. Keep working on that and this. And eventually, it's all going to meet up at the right time. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm like, it's not like we've been wasting our time. No. Well, so. and that's,
0: that's the thing, too. It always makes me laugh when people go up at the pair. And they're like, God, this is this is horrible. Like, I and love they the just, pair. Uh, me, too. And they just talk about how horrific yeah. it is the whole time. And I'm always just in the back of the room, like, kind of have a smile on my face. I go, this is an open mic where it's just a bunch of comics hanging out. Imagine this kind of silence when you're at a show that you're getting paid to do, like, a booked show. Like, in Oklahoma City, when the Thunder game, they refuse to turn off at this Mm. bar because it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you have to do 30. That's fucking... So much the pair
1: makes you tough as hell, but that's uh, I can be like in silence
0: and just And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. And
1: then I've been in silence and then gotten them back. But the pair like builds your confidence because people are like, I don't even see the point of doing that, Mike. And I'm like, it makes you tough.
0: But that's and that's to go back on your point of all this little all these little things that we've been doing for years. Mm. They end up actually helping us in the Mm. end, which we don't even know it at the time. But like there's a there's a there's a mic in Daytona, Tiernanog, Irish pub. Very similar to the pair vibe. It's a little more debaucherous, like because everyone's drinking and mm-hmm. having a good mm-hmm. time. But very similar to that, like it's gonna be a mostly comics, and they've all heard your material before. So unless you go off on a, an angry riff about something, you're not getting too many laughs. Right. And it's so funny to me because it's like I can do those mics with or those shows with no abandon. Like I don't give a shit. But I've only developed that from years of doing stuff right. like
1: that. Right. Right.
0: So it's so interesting when we see those young kids get up there and they're like, "This is terrible. There's not even anybody here."
1: Oh, but I'm you like, guys if you love com- if you love comedy so much, go up and tell your jokes. Yeah. Like, stop complaining. Use your your time is so valuable, especially. That's yeah. what I learned coming to New York City. I'm like, people aren't just going to give you time. Yeah. And people tell me they're like, "You're one of the most booked people." I'm like, I take all of it as like, I'm very grateful yeah. for all the spots I get, especially when I stopped barking. And my spots went down a little bit. I was like, "Oh, like time well, here is very valuable." Let's talk
0: about that because you stopped barking when you got back from Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and we've got about twelve minutes okay. left. So let's. I want to talk about Edinburgh and kind of what happened. So you went there for the play, yeah. Um, plug the play. I forget. Ah, uh,
1: that's, that's my hey, wife. That's my wife. I think it's on YouTube. It is on I YouTube. It, did you see it?
0: No, but oh. I've been told Ryan O'Toole. I think told me it was. on Okay, YouTube. yeah. And Caroline Haynes that destroyer of spirits. I
1: love Caroline.
0: Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's oh, roasted. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she roasted me. I did nothing. <laughs> I sat there and smiled. The whole time I'm just thinking, don't cry, because then they win. Don't cry, <laughs> they
1: win.
0: But so you go to Edinburgh for the show. Yeah. Uh hey, that's my wife. Check it out on YouTube. And then you got back and it was interesting because when you and Ryan and Caroline and everybody came back, I was mm-hmm. so excited. I was like, the gang is back together. But then you kind of weren't hosting as many mics as you were before. Mm -hmm. You weren't barking anymore. So kind of what happened between Edinburgh, because I know we talked to O'Toole about it, between Edinburgh and then coming back and like kind of the shift that you made?
1: I was barking so much before Edinburgh. And then in Edinburgh is not like easy. Like people say, they're like, oh, it's amazing. It's a lot of work. You're going to be barking there too. But before I left for Scotland, I was like, I would be barking and then I would see people being like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with this club or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, I have to bark like two hours. And then barking is such a pain in the It's cold. It rains on you. There's homeless people coming at you. There's drunk idiots coming at you. You're out there for two hours. Sometimes you only get like six minutes out of it. And then this didn't really bother me as much but some people are like some people look down on barking which i think is dumb yeah because i'm like stage time stage stage time. time um but a lot of people were telling oh and then comics ahead of me were like you shouldn't be doing that as much and then what happened i kind of agreed with them because i'm a good barker so other people started asking me to bark instead of just doing spots and i was like no um, I do regular spots.
0: So that's the big thing about why I don't bark in New York <coughs> was because I was like, if I'm any good at it, which I probably will be, then it's just going to turn into the, it's the same thing with the bringer shows. That was where it's like, Hey,
1: I don't do bringers. You I don't.
0: can tell me I can have a spot and I will do everything in my power to promote the show. Right. And I will try to get as many mm. people there as I can. Cause I don't want to perform to an empty room. And I like performing to my friends cause they get me. So they get right. my comedy but don't fucking tell me I have to bring people.
1: That Well, so that was why I was like, I want to shift and I want to try and do, I knew I had to do something with my social media or something because yeah. now I have more time to do the sketches or try and work on my pod or whatever and I'm trying to get into voiceover work so I set up since I've been back, I've been like building this studio in my apartment.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I saw you got all my the, acoustic
1: uh, panels. Oh, yeah. my God. That was a nightmare. But anyways, so I have that going on. Well, I what, just happened in,
0: what happened in Scotland? Well, what happened to get you to that point? Was it just other comics telling you you should do less of this or was it something well, in Scotland saw- getting all the stage time and you're like, I got to do something different?
1: I got a ton of stage time in Scotland without barking. Mm-hmm. I did for some people just to make some extra cash. but And I would only bark. I was like, I w- made people pay me a lot to bark because I'm a good barker. Yeah. And everyone was barking. So it was very competitive. And I was like, I got this. So, No, I, you're worth. I w- yeah. I was like, you pay me a lot. So I um was in Scotland getting a lot of stage time seeing some of my friends like michael good quit barking and then all of a sudden he's like in at new york comedy club he's in at all these different i'm like i gotta do something else and hang out in different places and like so that's been my focus right now is just trying to get into different clubs trying to find daytime work at home because i i sometimes too i would just get sick from being like out in the elements yeah and i was like i can't do that anymore
0: yeah, just being outside for hours at I a time at night when it's 40 degrees.
1: It's And there's creeps outside, and I was like, I just couldn't. It kind of, like, broke me down. And I'll do it once in a while, like, for Eli Hobbit. but he's my friend. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing it. I was doing it every day, like, twice a day. That's insane. It was, f- like, four hours on the street. I was like, I feel like a homeless person. Yeah. But I was like, I just had to shift my focus because I'm like, I want my social media. That's kind of my focus right now. As well as doing... Shows, but I got past I'm in with Greenwich and Broadway. So I'm like, okay. So oh, I'm gonna, that's what I mean. And I don't have to bark yeah. for those shows. So they in. just hit me up. So I'm in, the pair still gives me spots, and then I'm gonna have my own show at the new pair. Yeah. Starting this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like
0: Check it out. The new show, Christmas Christmas pair in Christmas Midtown. Pair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Gotta check that show out. So
1: I'm like, okay, I don't have to really bark as much.
0: Well, that's awesome too because it was very, it was something that I saw when you guys came back where everyone was like, it's almost like you went there, got all these experience points, and then kind of like leveled up. Because even O'Toole and everybody, when they got back, it was kind of like, oh, like they're obviously the same people, but there's like something different about mm-hmm. what's happening. And I think that that goes a long way with going over there and experiencing like something crazy like that and then yeah. coming back and being like, all right, we got to figure this out. The social media thing is. What blows my mind because for so long, because I'm older than you and I'm older than most of the comics like at our level Mm. in the scene because for so long I looked at it like this is stupid.
1: That's what I thought
0: too. Like, Why are you putting out material that's not done yet? People pay to come see you at a show and then you're just going to do the same shit that you have online like this is so fucking stupid. And then I see all these people blow up and I'm like, oh, this isn't so stupid. Like That's what
1: I, yeah, I was like, I'm going to have to play the game a bit because I'm like, at the end of the day, it's a job. And sometimes you do stuff you don't want to for your job. And I just yeah. didn't I just didn't want to lose my love for it because I was getting very frustrated. I think probably since I came back from Scotland, I had a little dip where I felt sort of depressed trying to figure out because I'm like, I quit barking. I'm like, how am I going to make money? What am I going to do? Like, yeah. there's so much change happening in my life right now. And it's sort of starting to stabilize. I got, I adopted a child. <laughs> I love her. I'm gonna make her. She, I put her to work in my videos too. Do you? Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah, I see her in some of them. Yeah,
1: I'm like, you're gonna.
0: That um, SP soaps and suds. That that's a good one. Like oh yeah, one.
1: with me and Jake. Yeah, that yeah. one was good.
0: We got to get you a a lab a lab mic, little lap mic.
1: Oh, little, for my yeah. Yeah, I need one of those.
0: We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna amp up this sketch thing. Um, you're gonna be the next Gillian Keeves. I
1: got a ring light yesterday.
0: There, so we're I'm making learning, shit, um,
1: happen. I'm making it happen. Yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks for having this me. This was a lot of I fun. I love, I love this podcast. Yeah, I
0: kind of took a little bit of a different. I really, and I told you this, but I'll let the listeners know. I really wanted to have you on just because with everything going on lately, and our kind of two different ways of approaching sobriety, it's always nice to have people on because I talk about AA a lot, but. I know a lot of my listeners who are sober, like, no, like you don't have, like that's not the only way to do things. So I right, appreciate right. you coming on and sharing some insight about mushroom trips and <laughs> smoking weed. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't smoke weed.
0: Plug everything one more time.
1: Um, all Plug of the of my podcast. Handle- my podcast is called Hashtag Us uh with Jay Elliott and my Instagram, I'll post everything. Usually from there is SB Rivadonera, same with my Twitter, Facebook. And yeah, putting out a lot of sketches.
0: That's Are you cool. gonna? When is ours going up?
1: I'll put it up in <coughs> probably tomorrow or the day after the latest. There's a lot of
0: editing on that one. I know. We did a lot of different cuts.
1: I know. It's I gonna got be it. Fun. I got it. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, Thank so much you. for listening.
0: Uh, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, com. Uh One man show is in January. Check that out where I'll be able to talk about all my deepest, darkest things because it's not a comedy show, it's a one man show. And then uh, subscribe on Patreon and get your extra drinking buddy merch. We'll talk to you all next week.